You're listening to Taxpayers Australia's News and Insights podcast, Tax Wrap. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Tax Wrap Podcast. We're into episode 124 of All Things. I'm Steve Burnham, ably joined again by David Ebden, who you met uh, Hello, last Steve. week. Hi, David, and Letty Chen, of course. Hi, Steve. Um, now, Letty, you told me, was it last week, about how the ATO or the government is increasing the penalty units. It's gone up, I think, uh, gosh, by about. 16 or 17 percent, which is a huge jump. It's a huge jump, it seems like to me. Yeah, so the legislation just passed, and one penalty unit was $180. Well, it currently is $180 because yep. we haven't hit year end yet. And as of 1st of July, it's going up to $210. So that's an extra $30 for one penalty unit. Yeah, yeah. It seems like a big jump to, in my mind. Yeah, and so over the uh, past few years, there have been a few big jumps, and I think Dave's got a few numbers and statistics for us. Yeah, sure. Um, up until. Um December 2012, uh, the penalty unit amount was 110, so we've seen it go up by $100 within the past five years. Gosh. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, not even five years, is it? <laughs> yeah, not even, not even. Um, yeah, so... Well, that, and it's not, you don't, if you get on the wrong side of the tax law, you don't just get slapped with one penalty unit, as they call it. Isn't it like there's multiples of... Penalty units, like something is a uh, one misdemeanor is worth five units, one misdemeanor is worth ten or something. You're absolutely correct, Steve. So just depending on what your wrongdoing is or how naughty you've been, right. different number of penalty units will apply. So it's just sort of like Steve, you know, you have two daughters. I'm sure when they were young, you applied punishment to them in different <laughs> ways. If they if they stole a cookie out of the cookie jar, you probably worth ten cents or no. Yeah, <laughs> you, you probably you know told them off a bit if they snuck out as a teenager to go to a concert oh, yeah. that you didn't approve of. I'm sure that they were for two weeks, perhaps. Oh, <laughs> multiples of weeks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The, the, the severity of the penalty is applied, applied for pretty that, much yeah. mirrors the severity of the crime, so to speak, even though it's not necessarily crime. Of course, these are administrative penalties. Not, I mean, if you're really bad, there's, there's the courts jump in, I assume, and criminal penalties. Yes. Can so be these, you're right, these are administrative penalties, but they do have the backing of the law. Oh, so yeah. it, it, is, it is actually under the law that the ATO is allowed to impose these. But with these penalties, you, you don't go to jail. No, no. <laughs> so no. so no. for, you know, your tax evaders and what have you. What is it for tax evasion? What, what, are, the, what are the crimes? What are the... Well, there, there, are, there are all sorts of different... Wrong, wrongdoings or misdemeanors, I suppose. So, for example, um, it can be something like failing to lodge your tax return or your business activity statement. Oh, yeah. Or you might lodge your tax return, but you're trying to claim deductions on a position that's actually not really reasonably arguable. Oh, so, in right. other words, you're, you're claiming a deduction, yeah. but you can't really support that. Okay. Um, or you might actually lodge, so it's not failing to lodge, but you're lodging so late that you get hit by a fine. Sort of or, after the deadline. Yeah, that's okay. right. Or else you are meant to withhold perhaps PAYG or perhaps some sort of withholding tax and you basically don't do it. Yep. And there's also a number of other tax obligations as well. So PAYG um, uh, withholding, I mean, if you're a business, I mean, are there different levels of penalties if you're an individual or you're a business or you're a big business, do they still sometimes use these units and multiply them by yes. more? So let's just let's just take the example of not lodging a document on time. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you got you got a bit behind with your work or whatever, I didn't bother contacting your tax agent until well after the due date perhaps. Yep. So if you're an individual, I think that the total fine is capped at five penalty units. Okay. Capped. So so it, they Look, the penalty goes up the longer that you hold out, yep. but the maximum penalty is five penalty units. So after 1st of July, that equates to $1,050 maximum. For an individual. Yeah, right. but for 
um, slightly larger businesses. I think I think that also applies to small businesses, but for say medium sized businesses, yep. uh, that's doubled. So that actually goes up to two thousand one hundred, um, and for large businesses, it's actually five times what you would cost an individual. Yep. So that'll be about $5,250, I think. And as one of the centerpieces of the government's crackdown on multinationals last year, those um, multinational entities with a worldwide income of a billion dollars or more, the fine is 500 times <laughs> what it would be for an individual. Well, but when I worked on the calculator, it was only about 105,000. So if, oh, you're, really? if you're Google or Apple or what have you, in the, in the, yeah, in the whole the scheme of things, oh, I suppose the government has to be seen to be doing something though. Just while we're uh, talking about the large numbers, uh, yeah. you uh, asked about tax evasion a yeah. couple of moments ago. Uh, the this This is rather big. Uh, promoters of tax evasion can be charged 5,000 penalty units if they're an individual or 25,000 for entities if they're promoting uh, dodgy oh tax schemes. Really? So that could mean a potential penalty of 5.25 million. Oh, now, yeah, let's so just have right. the calculator and out. How much are we looking at? That's right. So for an individual, as Dave was saying, yeah. the um, penalty could be a million and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. And then wow. for entities it could be even yeah. more. Five, Absolutely. Yeah. So what else can you get in trouble over? There's not lodging, um Yeah, so uh, other 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 misdemeanors include things like not um keeping your tax records as required under the law. Oh right. For so um, many years, isn't it? Isn't there Yeah, there's there's limit? you know different different rules for that. Yep. But basically you are meant to keep records so that you can support all your all your lodgements. Uh not providing access and reasonable facilities to authorised tax offices. In right. other words, if the ATO says, hey, we're going to conduct a review and audit of your business and we need access to your records, we need a, um, we need a chair and a table oh, right. in your, on your premises for two days so that we can go through your records, you need to make all reasonable attempts to actually accommodate them. So you've well, got, you got to open the door or you get fined. Yeah, basically, you, you can't, you can't, well, I suppose it's, it's almost like an obstruction of justice type oh, of thing. If you, if, yeah. if you watch all the crime shows on TV, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Um, if, if, you, if you register for GST when you're, when you're, not, uh, when you're not entitled to, oh, some not. people might try to do that just to claim GST input tax credits that they're not actually entitled to, perhaps. Right. Um, or if you don't issue a tax invoice when you're expected to. Uh, if you don't register as a... PAYG withholder, for example, you start employing people and you're meant to withhold PAYG from their salaries and yep. you don't do it, which a lot of people operating on cash basis might be trying to get away with. Yeah, yeah. You know, if, just things like that. So th there's a whole there's a whole list of things that they can um, get you for. Right. And and for those sorts of uh, those sort of misdemeanors, they do measure the penalties in penalty units. Yeah. But is there another way to dole out the punishment? Absolutely. So there's other another way of well, like you're saying calculating the punishment I suppose is mm. actually based on how much tax you're actually should have paid. Short. Okay, <laughs> yeah, you are short on. Okay. Yeah, it's actually called a short form amount. So basically let's just give an example. You lodge your tax return, Steve, mm -hmm. and you claim a tax deduction for something where it's a bit of a grey area. The ATO does their audit or the review and they find, no, nah, this is just not deductible. Right. So you actually owe them another $1,000 in tax because okay. you shouldn't have deducted that amount. So the penalty for that is really going to be based on that $1,000 shortfall in tax that okay. you haven't yet paid. But the severity of the penalty itself really depends on the, the reason why you didn't 
why you claim that deduction. Like if I was intentionally doing it yeah, so if, or, or, or so what, what if I made an honest mistake? Was it? Yeah, so there are three key categories for these penalties. So the first one is called failure to take reasonable care. That's the lowest level. Okay. And the base penalty is 25% of the shortfall amount. So for your $1,000 uh, tax that you need to pay back Make the tax up. office, yep. that would be up to $250, I suppose. Okay. And generally that's what... You're expected to do what what they call a reasonable person in the same circumstances would have done. So that's not to say that you you must be doing what the top tax advisor in the world would do. No. But what a reasonable man would do. And so, for example, if that uh, deduction that led to that extra thousand dollars of tax savings is a complex issue, they would have expected you to. You know, have a look at the law or rulings or guidance, or talk to your or tax advisor. Someone, yeah. yeah, that's right. Whereas yeah. if you're just sort of um, tossing the coin as to whether you deduct it or not, uh, <laughs> then that's not going to look too good. Okay. But failure to take reasonable care doesn't mean that you had a malicious intent to to cheat the tax office. It yeah. just means that you really were a bit careless and didn't check your homework properly okay. before lodging. Yeah. Uh, the next level up is recklessness. Now this gives rise to fifty percent, a penalty of fifty percent of the tax shortfall. Yep. So being reckless means that if a reasonable person in your circumstances would have been aware that there was a real risk of a shortfall amount and you just disregarded it just or showed indifference anyway. to it. So yep. you did talk to um, your mate, the tax agent. They told you, oh, I'm not so sure. You, you really need to... And then I said, oh, I'll go ahead oh, and I, do don't, it anyway. I don't really care. You know, <laughs> I, I can't be bothered. I want my weekend to, yeah. for better things to do than doing my tax return. Right. Then then that might be slightly harsher. So the $1,000 will get another 500 Yeah, that's a penalty. Okay. Yeah. And intentional disregard, that's the toughest one. That's 75% of the short form out. This is okay. where you're intentionally disregarding the law. So the first two was really grey areas and yeah. you didn't quite do the right thing. But this last one is really where they're saying, well, you knew it wasn't deductible, mm. but you still went and deducted it. Just in case I could get away with it. Basically, whatever. yes. And that's where they'll hit you seven. And is it just the ADA who decides the severity of, the, of those three levels? So these are, these are in the law. Okay, in, these the, are law. in the law. All right. But the AT, so the ATO is bound by the law. Yep. So these are what given in the law. However, the ATO is also given a discretion to reduce or even completely remit a penalty depending on individual circumstances. Okay. In other words, they'll hit you with these penalties, yep. but you've got a genuine good reason why it should be remitted yep. or reduced, then you can Step set your place with them. So what, it's, is it possible to have a remission of a penalty? Oh, absolutely, Steve. Um, I mean, starting off, uh, the good news is that Generally, if it's your first time that you're late or with a minor offence or you're due a refund or the return's going to result in a nil position, the ATO generally won't administer a penalty. All right. Generally being the key word there. Uh, You might get a warning letter saying, don't do it again. So if you're a first-time offender, you might just get away with a slap on the wrist. Not so much if you've done it ten times before. Yes, I correct. Guess. That's that's where um, okay. issues start arising. Yeah. Um, the ATO will generally treat taxpayers with the better compliance history in a more preferable way, right. should we say. Um, you know, if you've done it once in ten years, you know, they'll be more willing to accommodate. Right. But yeah. if, you've, if you're late every quarter or late every month, they will have... Uh, very big More problem with you. Are, yeah, yeah um, as you know, um, I've just come to the business from practice yeah. and um, there was one client that I worked with extensively who was consistently late every month with their uh, monthly GST returns. Okay, yep. Um, 
and when I first started out helping them, the ATO were very accommodating, saying, oh, yes, you know, we'll remit the failure to okay. launch penalties, we'll give you a, uh, a Assu- good Assuming that he wouldn't do it again? Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, and then the next month I'd phone up, ask for the interest to be remitted, mm. do it again, you know, the fact... Yeah, and as we got towards, you know, me being there a year, 18 months, the ATO were saying back to me, this is the 13th payment arrangement <laughs> in the past, you know, 18 months... We can't go on like this. No, no. And they refused to uh, remit any of the penalties uh, and even to get onto a payment arrangement to sort out the issue. Oh, really? yeah. They required proof of you know, cash flow and debtors' listings and creditors' listings. You know, the, I, I guess it's a case of the practitioner in general crying wolf, you know, oh, whenever, yeah. you know whenever a client has a penalty. Yeah. The... Uh, the, you know, the good tax agent does try and remit it and act in the best interest of their client. But, but because but, yeah. so many people are doing it, it's the ATO and the commissioner are rightly cracking down on yeah, yeah. the penalties. Well, and that's probably why we've seen the increase. The increase, like I said, now they've increased the revenue they might see getting back uh, yeah. from it. As opposed to, like they were saying, it's really asking for too many favours too many times. Yeah, when yeah. You, when the client... Or the taxpayer may not actually deserve it because if they're lodging like every single month, yeah, yeah. it's not a one-off mistake and have they really learned from their lessons. Oh, no. so, so the ATO actually has a short list of um, factors that they would consider when they decide whether or not to remit a penalty. Oh, yeah, yeah. So these would include things like, as Dave was saying, the taxpayer's compliance history. Again, is this your first time offence? Have you not offended in 20 years? Or or are you doing something wrong every every week and every month and, and your photo is up on the wall in the, in the staff room. <laughs> <laughs> and they also look at whether tax was deferred or avoided. As we were saying before, Steve, it's really a matter of did you just, you know, happen to not really take great care with your deduction mm. or did you actually know that you were trying to cheat the tax okay. office out of their money? Yeah. They look at the reasons for the increased tax. Um, what was the reason for it? I mean, what, what brought it about? And they also look at whether you made a voluntary disclosure to the tax office. They're much, much more lenient if you do voluntarily disclose that you made an error. So if, Steve, if, if after you lodge your tax return, you talk to a tax agent right. and they said, oh, well, Steve, I don't know that you should have right. deducted that. Or you that, get the right that, advice at the barbecue yeah. next week or something. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And yeah. then you ring up the tax office and say, hey, look, I think I genuinely made a mistake. I'm really sorry. I'd like to amend my return, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. They'll, probably, they'll, they'll probably be a well, lot nicer reasonable. to you. <laughs> that's right. If you, it if saves you, them chasing you it's down It's anyway. like, again, Steve, with your daughters, I'm sure if they owned up to the, to the, um, the, the broken... Cookie, empty cookie <laughs> jar. The, or? the broken <laughs> fast or the empty cookie jar, you'd be a little... You'd treat them a little... Nice, I suppose, yeah. and punish them a little less. Oh, it makes and the ATO seem all that more avuncular, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and finally, they also say they look at your attitude towards complying with the tax laws. Again, if you're willing to cooperate, if you're willing to say, hey, oh, okay, I, di- oh, I didn't even know that there was an issue with that deduction. So how about, you know, you you look into it and, yep. and you actually investigate uh, what the ATO is talking about, I suppose, and you go back to the ATO and say, hey, these are, this is my evidence for why I think that it should be deductible here, mm. all my invoices, I'm supplying with all the information, and this is why I think it's deductible. And again, that's showing that reasonableness. Yeah, that so in that yeah. case, even if they were to say, no, under the law, it's not deductible, if they can sh- see that you genuinely tried your best, you made an effort, you're trying to cooperate, you gave them everything that yep. is necessary to state your cl- case, yep. then th- it's going to be a lot better than if you're someone who just hangs up on them halfway through the phone conversation <laughs> every time. <laughs> I suppose for practitioners, it's um, something that uh, your clients are going to really want to you're, they want to want to get their tax right, uh, get the outcome correct this time because uh, gee, the, the increase in the penalty, as I said in the earlier part, seems like a big jump. 
you know, 16 or 17% in the penalty unit rate. Mm, certainly much higher than CPI. <laughs> exactly, a lot higher. So that comes in when? July 1 this year. That's right. Yep, so soon. anybody who is late or still has lodgements, they've got another month or so to uh, (laughs) take advantage of the $180 rate rather than the 210. Oh, gosh. All right. Very interesting. Um, Thank you, David and Letty, again. Um, Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, listeners. Please come back next week. 